0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the CarTech Garage. What's up, Max? Just excited for another
1: <laughs> I don't know, what are we doing today? Oh, it's an engine showcase today. We haven't done one of those in a while. That's what I'm excited about. There we go. Still so today, waking up today, you know. Today's topic is that a Hemi? Yes,
0: we are talking about Hemis today. So the Chrysler Hemi engine. Okay. So i know pretty, the only they yeah, pretty famous. I know we've we've done a lot of engine showcases on the radio show but we've
1: actually only I think we've only done the Lamborghini V12 one. We did. That was the only oh, one. And, we've we've really touched on it. And to, from what everybody's you know, input that I've gotten, they absolutely loved it. So figured why not do another one and Something as easy as the Hemi. I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody knows what the Hemi yeah, everybody's is. Everybody's heard of the Hemi, right? So I
0: think it's just a good topic of conversation. Obviously, but yeah, we should probably brush up and pull some more out of the archives of all the old engine showcases that we've done. Um, but yeah. The, the Chrysler Hemi. Now, everybody, you see Hemi all over the place. You've seen the commercial. You see it on the side of every Dodge vehicle. Um, yeah. but, but what is it, right?
1: What does it mean? So what is a Hemi? It's half an engine, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's so, always the joke I've made about Hemis. I'm like, so there's half. So it's a four-cylinder. It says V8, but a Hemi. Hemi V8, so it's half. Anyway, the okay.
0: Hemi is for hemispherical Combustion chamber hemispherical cylinder head. Okay. And all that means is instead of having like this wedge or domed style um, cylinder head combustion chamber, it's legitimately a hemisphere, a half of a sphere. Um, so the, the cool part is it is a pretty efficient way to burn fuel and make a lot of power. Um, a Hemi engine mandates a cross flow design. Uh, You know, two large valves, which is Mm -hmm. is pretty good. It does limit RPM range because the valves are typically very, very large within the cylinder head, and it can only move air in and out so quickly. Um, But it's fantastic for torque production. It has excellent surface-to-volume ratio, minimal heat loss in the head. Um, But the other hard part about a hemispherical cylinder head is also the amount of space that it takes up. The
1: cylinder heads have to be quite large Mm -hmm. in order to, to, you know, Fit all of it in there, and that's why you know when you you hear of a Hemi, usually it's a higher capacity engine. You know when you think of Ford and you know five zero, you know that's a relatively small engine in the Hemi. But nowadays, I mean, at least a modern you know Hemi's Mm six point four liters. That's a pretty big engine in comparison to like a five liter. If you look at those two sitting next to each other in an engine bay, there's a noticeable difference on the on the size over size of the engine. Yeah, and also you
0: also I mean there's dual had cam engines and those actually have larger cylinder heads even more mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But ultimately most of the Hemi engines that are produced, they're pretty large in terms of size. And the other cool part about Hemi engines is since they have that domed spherical cylinder head, um, that would typically yield a very low compression ratio. So they actually dome the pistons to kind of fit up, um, and protrude out of the cylinder block and into the combustion chamber within the cylinder head. Um, so it's kind of a neat, you know, way that it was done. Now, Dodge is not the only one to have done this. There's motorcycle manufacturers that have done this over the years, even Chevy and, and Oldsmobile both took their shot at making their own versions of (laughs) hemispherical cylinder head V eights. In fact, some uh, at the same time that these were being manufactured, but none caught on performed the way and captured people's attention and respect the way that the Chrysler Hemi engine did. Now it didn't all start off, with the name Hemi. In fact, Hemi wasn't even around. They knew that it was a hemispherical cylinder head, but, um, they were actually called the firepower V eight. Mm-hmm. That's how it all came about the firepower V eight in 1950. And it, Chrysler built many different types of, of Hemi engines over the years. Again, the first being the firepower V eight, they started a second one and a third generation of Hemi V eight. Um, the, uh, The marketing team at Chrysler didn't end up coming up with Hemi until the second generation. But um, the cool part was that all of this really stems back to World War II. Mm -hmm. So Chrysler engineers during World War II were trying their best way to develop new types of engines for, in fact, fighter planes. Um, The P-47 Thunderbolt, they had an experimental Hemi engine to install to that. And then they also experimented with um, one for a tank. As, really? Yeah, it was supposed to be I looked it up. It was supposed to be a V sixteen with twenty five hundred horsepower. That's, that's a tank. <laughs> yeah. Well that, that was one for the uh for the the fighter aircraft. I didn't okay. even see what what ended up going into the tank, but I know that they made one for it. Um, it was a V, it was a V12, but I didn't see any power ratings or anything like that.
1: And anybody who's, you know, kind of familiar with a radial engine is, you know, you usually have certain cylinders and then you have a V shape, you know, in a car, but where a radial engine is exactly as it sounds. I mean, it's it has a cylinder rotating yeah, assembly. Has cylinders
0: in a circle spaced outward and it has a, a center centrifugal crankshaft and literally in this instance it would be 16 pistons
1: circling around it's it's a pretty neat looking contraption the most medieval uh flower you could ever ever look at (laughs) it looks really awesome um i don't know those engines are sweet that's that's a world that i've never really oh and Right. They leak all the time. (laughs) Right, right. Um, The other cool thing,
0: so the very first Firepower V8, they actually started it with what was called the Chrysler C300. Mm -hmm. And the C300, they they had two different versions. They had a two-barrel carb and a four-barrel carb one. The four-barrel carb one was the one that came in the C300, and it was the first
1: 300-horsepower production car. Which, in the 50s, that's a lot lot of power. And that's, you know, not even talking the torque spec to it either. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the torque numbers were were well up there as well. Mm-hmm,
0: exactly. So, I mean, these engines became instantly popular. And, in fact, these these Chryslers were some of the cars in NASCAR to kind of dethrone the Hudson mm-hmm. um, with, with its domination. And the, uh, the other cool thing, this is a fun little fact or maybe a trivia thing you can hit with your friends. Um, Chrysler also made their own air raid siren. <laughs> Really, with one of these Firepower V8 engines, it's the the world's loudest air raid siren.
1: If you got to be the best, something, and it's ran
0: by a three thirty one cubic inch Chrysler Firepower Hemi V8. I'm really glad I don't have that by my house. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So that was in 1950. The, those cars sold like mad. Um, in 56, they upgraded again, and instead of the C300, they made a 300B, which was you know bigger right. and better, 355 horsepower out of a 354 cubic inch engine. Um, and in 57, you know they also saw a slight switch to different experimentation with these Hemi engines, and mm-hmm. they started develop, developing what were called polyspherical okay. cylinder heads, um, just kind of experimenting with different ways to move the airflow around and see if they could gain some efficiently but ultimately this hemi engine with the big carburetor still proved to be the highest performer um and it was it was a pretty good thing and they ended up making that original engine um up to a 392 with 375 horsepower Jeez. and and that was in 57 when they did that and that was a lot of power i mean this was prior to 1960 even and a lot of people don't you know really see the muscle car era starting until like 1964 65 and 66 and this was all the way back in 57 and this thing was a rocket ship now keep in mind these were sae gross yeah numbers for horsepower and torque as opposed to net which means they were allowed to run higher octane fuel and also take off all the accessories and run it on an engine dyno. Nowadays, we actually hook up all the accessories, the air conditioning compressor, you know, the alternator, the pumps for all pairs stuff that all the, that you use all exactly. the time. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it's a still though. It was a lot of power.
1: Yeah. I
0: terrible, mean, terrible
1: fuel economy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, fuel economy was not a part of that, that equation. Was still, gas was cheap though. I mean, we're talking in the fifties. You know, this level. If, I mean, if you compare it to today, obviously, there's a lot of 300 horsepower vehicles all over the place. But 300 horsepower at that time, no what anti-lock braking systems, no suspension, no controls, power steering, no power no, brakes. Yeah, no, none of no the fun stuff that we have. Apply tires and drum brakes. Yeah, you know, you can go and buy a Hellcat and virtually drive the thing even with very little experience because you have all the controls on. But Mm -hmm. at this time, and in the vehicles that were making 375 horsepower, I mean, that was enough to to scare anybody no matter their their speed level. Absolutely. Now, that was all the first generation
0: firepower V8. Now, we move on to the real one, the real famous Hemi, the 426 Hemi.
1: Big Big, now that's big. what a lot of
0: people don't know is that first generation of firepower Hemi came in all sorts of different stuff. Even DeSoto um, made one, and, and uh, like Dodge's Red Ram had their um, their V eight. Um, but it, it was it was just one of those um, things, you know. They they really spread it pretty thoroughly around the um, like all their cars. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just in Chrysler. It actually came in a lot of different iterations. But that second generation Hemi only came in one trim for the street, and it was called the 426 Street Hemi. Now, it was initially developed with NASCAR racing in mind, and it wasn't initially available to the general buying public. The 426 Hemi, though, ended up not being allowed to complete to compete in 1965 NASCAR race season um, for two reasons. The first and main reason is because Ford whined a lot, saying that it was overpowered and unfair, and even though they had their 427 camera engine coming out, blah, blah, blah. But... Um, the other reason was because of its unavailability in production cars. So they said, "Oh, well, you simply don't have enough uh, for homologation status, so you can't run this car in NASCAR's rankings." Um, and you know, this thing was primed and, and ready. This this purebred NASCAR racing engine, which was commonly said to have about 600 horsepower and things like that. And this exact NASCAR engine, uh, not the street Hemi, did make it into a few street cars over the years oh, with okay. like special editions of their cars. You okay. know, they do like aluminum fenders and stuff for drag yeah. racing. Um, but they came out with a street Hemi, and the street Hemi was good for 425 horsepower and 490 torque. I mean, that's just jumping it up. Yeah. And oh. it was a huge engine. In fact, it had the nickname the Elephant. We've done that as a trivia question yeah. once or twice. Um, and, and it was no reason that you would, or there, there would be no reason why you would question it because it weighed
1: 850 pounds dry. And to put that in perspective, like taking the weight of a a brand new Hellcat engine, I mean, just a Hellcat in general, a new Hellcat, obviously, is 6.4, you know, different engine. 6.2. 6.2. Totally different engine, totally different setup. I'm sure much lighter than 850. It's it's all aluminum. But I mean,
0: like engines nowadays weigh
1: half of what this did. To put it in perspective, if comparing that 850 pounds to a brand new Hellcat, that's a fifth of the weight of the car is the engine and the engine wanted to calculate the math to see how much that was. And I mean, a fifth of the weight is just the engine itself. I mean, that's a, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So 850 pounds dry again, no wonder they
0: called it the elephant. Now, naturally these NASCAR bred engines that weren't allowed to race in NASCAR, they made it onto the street. They started dominating at the drag strip, became very, very popular very quickly. Um, oh, another common misconception. I know I'm all over the place here. Sorry, it's I'm tired. But um, there's another common misconception because Dodge did make a couple of other big V8s, and one of them came in a 426 and a 440, but they were not Hemi's. The Wedge is not a Hemi. The Wedge were also high-performing engines. Mm-hmm. They were a little bit lighter than the Hemis, but they didn't actually make the same amount of power output legitimately. They would read off on the, on the manual that they would or the you know, little... The, the pricing sheet where you could go and select your engine and how much power output it had. It, it said the same ratings, but it wasn't actually the same amount of power. Uh, but those wedge head V8s, you can actually tell pretty easily the cylinder heads are significantly smaller than the Hemis are. Um, but anytime somebody says they have a 440 Hemi, they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that all the time oh, 440 Hemi, uh, they didn't make one. They only made 426. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. That was a wedge head. Um, but they came in all sorts of cars, too. And the 426 Hemi, you would think that that would only be reserved for, like, special edition vehicles and stuff. But that street Hemi made it into all sorts of stuff for many, many years. So they actually had a lot of Hemis made from 1966 mm-hmm. all the way up to 1971. Um, Dodge Cornets, Plymouth Satellites, the Charger, of course. Um, they even put it in the Jensen FF and in the Interceptor. <laughs> really? for a little while, which is a a car that they sold in Europe. Uh, Barracudas, Super Bs, Roadrunners, everything, Cudas. Um, They even made a weird car that they, they, um, an Italian company, um, Monteverde, made this mid-engine car that was based around the 426 Hemi that they were going to put up against the likes of Ferrari and and Lamborghini, but it never ended up really working out in their favor. Um, But it was short-lived. You know, the early 1970s fuel crisis left these, I mean, gargantuan performers unwanted and it it forced the death of the 426 hemi as well as many other great engines and cars truth be told mm-hmm. you know the camera was gone all these beautiful chevy big blocks that were making crazy power like the old l88 and l89 v8s i mean those things were just they were beautiful back in the day i mean so much power so so
1: much noise um but when yeah a fuel crisis you know I know, and I know. Comparable to today. Where you're kind of regretting buying that truck last year, at least I am. Of like, man. This is this I is starting. Told pilot today it was $71.88. Yeah. That's uh, I'm, I'm happy. And well, I know some people pay way more for gas, but oh, oh yeah, my I fill up at at least half a tank. If my truck goes to half, I filled it up it's financially. I think I've said this before. <laughs> still the same, but mentally it makes you feel just a little bit better about it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, not taking that big hit. Yeah, I'm playing mind games on myself. <laughs> now the cool part, they didn't just nix the Hemi right away.
0: Um, they actually they still made use of its design because. During the 70s and 80s, Chrysler also used the Hemi name for their Australian made Hemi 6 engine. So they actually had a six cylinder Hemi that was pretty solid. Um, like a straight they, six? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I have never I've heard slant of slant six. I mean, but, but yeah, it's, it's an, in, it, an inline six uh, Hemi. Um, and then they also made a four cylinder Hemi. And you would know this car, the Chrysler Conquest. Uh, okay, yeah. And the Mitsubishi Starion, that 2.4 liter is technically a Hemi engine. No
1: way. It's actually
0: hemispherical heads. I um, did not know that. And they used that Hemi name for it as well. And when they remade everything in 2003, they came out with the new 5.7 Hemi, mm-hmm. and that was the what the commercial was based around. Was that thing a Hemi? You about to find out. And then he takes off, but oh, that's, awesome. that's not a Hemi. Really, the five the five. Everything nowadays that you see a hemi badge on is not a hemi.
1: They don't have a Now, The hemi,
0: keep in mind, is just a moniker, you know, it's the name. Yeah. Um, it's not it it, it's basically just the sales gimmick. And a lot of people are probably gonna hurt me when they say this. They're probably wishing (laughs) ill on me right now, probably praying for me to get hit by a truck, but you know, probably a Dodge truck with a hemi in it. (laughs) A real (laughs) hemi. Yeah. But Everything from 2003 up, not a legitimate Hemi. They are actually a polyspheric cylinder head, not a real hemispherical cylinder head. Now, they are more efficient because of this. Of course. You know, obviously, they Dodge invested a lot of money, and they're like, well, this way is better, but we can still use the name. I, I see why they did it, but
1: well, um, wouldn't it's sound not cool. a legitimate hemispherical cylinder head. And it wouldn't sound as cool if you said, yeah, I got oh. a poly. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't There's even... It poly, you know? Yeah. A hemi, you say hemi, and you you know exactly what you're talking about. It sounds like something a street pharmacist would say to somebody. Yeah, I got a poly. <laughs> yeah, like, it sounds like bad. Like polygraph, polygone. Polygraph, I polygone. mean, what, what, what are we talking about here? A poly, <laughs> no. a hemi? Okay, I know what a hemi is. I know what a hemi is. The only other confusion is, okay, what hemisphere are you in? I mean, that would be the only only question that would arise when somebody <laughs> says hemi.
0: Your brain goes to some interesting places. It does. Max.
1: That's why I always... See, I'm not a hemi fan. I'm not a huge dodge fans that's always why i make fun of hemi because i'm like it's half an engine that's why they're not that powerful it's just half oh man see yeah okay okay sure sure well you know they are powerful i'll I'll take that back but that's at least my joke because i'm not a dodge fan whatsoever you dodge them i dodge dodge them fair enough don't ram them i dodge them (laughs) so
0: um uh, the, I guess just to kind of finish it out, what else is there left to talk about? I think we kind of covered it all. So mm-hmm. yeah, the new ones are more efficient. They're not real Hemi's, I'm sorry, but they're really great engines. Like the six point, uh, so they started out with a 5.7 okay. and in the first generation of the SRT Charger and Challenger, they ran the 6.1 liter, really yes. good engine. Um, they now have the 6.4 liter, the the new street 392, as I like to call it. Those things are, they're nice. 470 plus horsepower. I mean, great sound. The
1: Durango. Really yeah. well-balanced. put them in the Durango. I mean, the 392 Durango. Is, if
0: I had one SUV to buy, it would be that. No, truly, truly, I would love to buy that SUV.
1: That's what I mean. Even the the Jeep SRTs, which isn't that basically the same 392?
0: They've got the Jeep Trackhawk, which is the 6.2-liter supercharged Hellcat engine. Okay. And you can, I think, they do make some Durango Hellcats. But do. The, just, if you see just the SRT 392 badge, the 392 is actually a larger engine than the Hellcat and Demon. Surprisingly enough, not a lot of people know that the 6.4 liter is the largest one that they make. And they put that in the Ram 2500. Yeah. Um, they put that in, obviously, all the, like the scat packs and everything. Um, I like how they brought the whole scat pack thing back. I do. I do. Um, and they went with a downsized engine a 6.2 liter for the hellcat and the demon for their supercharged functions doing 707 and 840 horsepower respectively Mm -hmm. that demon is just unbelievable
1: see i'll I'll leave with the statement that i don't like dodge and you know i love the hellcats i love the demons i love all the chargers you know challengers that they're bringing that muscle car back but what really got me with Dodge, and truthfully, is, is the worst thing. And every manufacturer starting to do this, but they made the Dodge Dart. <laughs> Ashley used to have one of those. Yes. And oh that God, was, was the such most a bad car. upsetting thing. You know, if you're going to bring a car name back, at least give it some of its characteristics, not a weird fiat that's totally different than every other dodge you know and not only that just like the most boring little econo box and it's not a do i don't know some of the turbo ones are kind of neat but well i mean don't get me wrong that they, they they have a purpose but when i think a dodge dart i'm thinking of a dodge dart
0: yeah Oh, and then last thing here, I guess before we close out on, on this episode, um, I wanted to read you guys off the trivia question we we're going to say on the radio. Um, in 1970, what was Plymouth's high-performance line of cars called? Dodge had scat pack, and you know, every, everybody had all these different um, basically designs they would put on the car and say, oh, it's part of this certain line of performance vehicles. For Plymouth, they called it the RTS stood for Rapid Transit System. It was pretty neat because they would actually give you a brochure and they would kind of act like it was a community to continually improve the performance of your car. So they marketed it with different suspension and brakes. And the cool part about the marketing team and and kind of BS part was for Dodge and for Plymouth, all this stuff was already available. Mm -hmm. All they did was name it, the SCAT pack, the RTS, and do different paint schemes on the cars. (laughs) It was all available before in the catalog. They just... They marketed it well enough exactly. to, to make get people excited about exactly. it. Exactly. The rapid transit system. I like it. All right. Well, I guess that's about all we have. Thanks so much for listening to the Car Tech Garage. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. Leave any reviews you guys would like, and then please give us any input for what you guys want to hear in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Bye.